Lord Jesus, I just praise you and I thank you for your word. Lord, that you would direct us, you would guide us, you would encourage us. Lord, you would correct us where we need to be corrected. Lord, help us through your Holy Spirit to understand your word. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak through me. Less of me and more of you, Lord. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. If you guys remember last week, um, we were talking about how, uh, you know, those spies got back. And then Joshua right away is like, hey, early the next morning, they got moving. You know, no messing around. They were quick to obey the Lord. And then um, we, we talked a little bit about how um, even in the way they were supposed to follow the priests in the ark, there was respect there. There was a respect for who God was. And we sometimes we could get very familiar. I shared that with you guys that, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to make jokes. And anybody would be the subject of my joke to get a good laugh, right? Even if it was Jesus or even if it was the Lord or whatever. And then somebody came to me, someone close came to me and they said, Dave, would you ever joke about somebody that you love like that, like your mom or or your brothers or somebody like that. And I was like, no, no, I guess not. And so I realized, you know what? I was getting too familiar, right? I was making jokes. So I had to, like I said, I had to cut out like half of my joke material. <laughs> and now I needed to get new stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a, uh, you know, a sacrifice. But it's a sacrifice for good, right? Because from there, I can then mature in the Lord. I know how to follow after him, not in disrespect, but in a gratitude that helps me to have respect for who he is and what he's done. You know, so then um, if you remember, one of the things I pointed out was where they set off from that morning was actually their place of failure 40 years before or 40 plus years before. That was where Balaam had told them uh, or had told the enemy how to make them fail, which in our translation, we're in the New Living Translation this morning. Uh, but if you read out of the uh, New King James, the ESV or things like that, um, it will be a place called Shittim, right? And they failed there. And they knew they had failed there. And what I was saying is liking it to when the Lord comes to get us, sometimes he finds us in our place of failure. He finds us in our own rubbish heap, or he finds us in, in the dust of everything that has burned in our lives, everything we had built, all the little sandcastles. I mean, guys, I, you know, in my life, I've tried, I tried to build sandcastles, and I realized, man, you know what? After a while, I said, I give this up. In my early 20s, I said, forget this. I am tired of working so hard in vain, right? And I said, Lord, you establish my steps. You know, I knew the Bible at that, at that point. And I said, Lord, you say that the steps of a righteous person are ordered from the Lord, by the Lord. I'm righteous in Jesus Christ. Order my steps. I'm done. And then things started happening in my life. Some things that I viewed as good and other things that I viewed as bad. And I remember coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, what's going on? And he reminded me, you said, I could order your steps. So keep walking, you know? And I'll tell you, like, before I met Claire, so those of you that know me, you know I'm married to Claire. Those of you that don't know me, you may see me kiss one of the, you know, the worship leader and think, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's my wife. <laughs> 
You're going, well, that pastor's holding the worship leader's hand. Huh? Yeah, it's my wife. We got three kids. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, like, the, the thing that we find is when we, when we allow the Lord to lead us, you, you realize you're in places that you don't deserve. You didn't get there by your work. You just got there. You were just being obedient, and you just followed. And then all of a sudden, you're somewhere, and everybody's like, oh, wow, how'd you do that? I remember trying to explain to somebody how the Lord had done something in my life, and my answer was, like, the Lord did it. And they were like, yeah, no, I understand that, but how did you do it? And I'm like, um, the Lord did it. You understand? Like, I, I had nothing to do with it. The Lord did it. You're like, no, 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 I know, I know. But what was the method you used to do what you just did? Okay. This may come as a surprise to you, but the Lord did it, you know. And, um, you know, when the Lord establishes your steps and he, and he goes before you, um, I, I'll tell you one of the things that happened to me, you know, all of a sudden there was this pretty girl and it wasn't, it wasn't the girl that I would then marry, right? There was this really pretty girl. You can ask my older brother. She came around. She came looking for me, you know, and I'm like, yo, this must be the Lord, right? Right? I ain't looking for no girls. <laughs> you know, really nice girl. She start hanging around. And I'm like, okay, Lord, this is your will. That's cool. And then I go to visit her one time, right? We're not even dating one time. And her dad, who's a pastor, says, can I talk to you? And I say, yeah, sure. That's cool. Now, guys, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> this pastor takes me to the side and he says, hey, Dave, how you doing? He knows me. Right? The man knows me. And he goes, I don't want you to go near my daughter. Ever. <laughs> and I'm like, what? This isn't the normal chat that I had with people. You know what I mean? Like, I may look like a criminal, but I don't do the criminal things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people are like, oh, where you get those scars on your face? I'm like, playing. <laughs> Falling out of trees. You know? You know, everybody wants me to tell them a knife fight type of story. And I'm like, nah, you know, I got one scar over my eye. I was about two years old. My older brother, Juan, he threw a stick in the air. I didn't know how to catch. And my eye thought it did. <laughs> so I caught the stick in my eye. <laughs> so, you know, that's how I got my scars. I didn't get my scars from living a rough life. You know? So then this guy says to me, don't go near my daughter. Like, and then he gets real specific. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, why? And he goes, because I don't want you near her. Don't go near my daughter. He's like, understand, if you're walking down the street and you see her on the street, cross the street and keep going. <laughs> Man, I was offended. You know what I mean? Like, bros, I was offended. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, so I go home that night. And I mean, I had the full deal, right? I, I'll tell you this. So, so my brother-in-law at the time, he had a Ferrari, right? He let me use the Ferrari to go visit the girl. So I'm in a Ferrari, <laughs> looking good. <laughs> and then pastor man come and tell me, don't go near my daughter, go home. And I'm like, well, at least I'm driving home in a Ferrari. <laughs> you know? So I go home crying, but at least I was crying in a Ferrari. <laughs> but at this time, you wouldn't even know, man. I had... 
you know, people would yell at me, get out of here, you rich kid, you know, when I was ever borrowing his car, and I'd be like, man, I ain't got a penny to my name. <laughs> so anyway, I go home, and I talk to the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, how could somebody treat me like that? Like, I love you. I'm trying to walk with you. And, and I've done nothing wrong for that man to say that to me. And the Lord reminded me, I am ordering your steps. I'm ordering your steps. So keep walking. A couple years later, I meet my wife, right? I don't need anything distracting me on the side. Praise the Lord, right? He knows his ways. He knew I needed to keep my mind on him and just follow after him. And I tell you that funny story. It wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now. <laughs> but anyway, so then the Lord um, takes us up out of our rubbish heap and he says, come on, let's go to victory. And remember, when we're talking about the promised land, the picture that's presented to us is Jesus Christ takes us into the promised land. The promised land is letting the Holy Spirit lead us. All right. It's not heaven. Because if it was heaven, they wouldn't need to fight and work for it. Heaven is going to be a place of rest. They also waited for heaven, for eternal life. So the promised land is that Holy Spirit living. When we come to the Lord and the Lord is leading us, he's taking us to a place where we can find rest, even though at times we need to fight some battles. Even though at times we need to, you know, move forward for the Lord. And there's, there's work to it. You understand? So Jesus makes that way for us. He is our Joshua, right? He's got the same name. He is our Joshua, which means Jehovah is our salvation. It means that God leads. He takes us in for victory. Victory doesn't come from me. A lot of times we like to sit here and think, yeah, yeah, man, if the Lord empowers me, I'll be like King David. No, Jesus is our King David. Jesus is the one that takes out the giants for us. You know, I even think of right here, we're going to see that the Lord leads, right? So verse six, in the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. When you are anointed and you're asked to lead, you don't lead on your own. You actually follow the Lord. And if you're not following the Lord, you're going to mess a lot of people up. So when you are, you know, asked by the Lord to lead people, and I'm not just talking about a pastoral role, I believe that as Christians, we all have ministries, and we can't go at it alone. You go at it alone, you're dead meat. I'll see you later. But when you lift up the Lord, you worship him, and you let him lead, and you go with him, you walk with him, you can lead people. And it's not you leading it's the Lord through you leading. It's the Lord through you. But you got to take up that Lord. You got to take up the Lord. You got to lift him up in your heart and in your life. Worship him. And you got to walk with him. You got to maintain that walk. And it's not just a walk of, yeah, yeah, I read the Bible. Yeah, yeah, I pray. It's also obedience. Obeying what you read and what he speaks to you. It's living that life out. Okay? Living it. So Joshua says to the priests, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. I, I 
keep getting this picture in my mind of King David, and he's a young warrior, and he's going after the Philistines, and he comes in and he says, Lord, should we go after them? So he seeks the Lord, and he says, should we go after these Philistines? And the Lord says, wait in the myrtle trees, and when you hear marching above your heads, you'll know that I have gone before you, then attack, right? He wasn't like, David, you're the strongest around. David, you're the best. Yeah, go do what you do. Even then, even when people sung songs about him, Saul has killed his thousands, David has killed his tens of thousands. Even then, the Lord said, you hold back. You know you're just my shepherd. I'm going to go before you. I'll fight for you. Why? Because it was the Lord that got him his victories. And we need to remember that. It's the Lord that goes before us. As we lift him up, as we walk with him, it's the Lord that goes before us and he does the work. A lot of times in these ministries and this Christian walk, we like to take the credit. Yeah, I got people coming out my ears, you know, or whatever. And it's like, shut your mouth. The Lord does it for you. And if he's not doing it for you, you're in the wrong place. So in the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. So when we lead, we lead with God. Then, so the Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you, just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. So Joshua may be thinking to himself, I got big shoes to fill, right? Imagine being the guy after Moses, right? Imagine being the guy like in a worldly sense, like after Elon Musk, the guy that the world looks at and says, oh, well, you know, like he was, he was the nerd that everybody was like, this guy's crazy. And now he's got companies coming out of his ears doing things that people never dreamed of doing. Who bores holes under LA? Only Elon Musk. Okay. And you got, I bet half of you guys didn't even know he does that. <laughs> and it's called the boring company. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You know, and you think of, in a worldly sense, you think, imagine you were the guy that took over all those companies after him. He's like, I pass my mantle on to you. I'd be like, oh, man, I don't know what we're going to do. Let's just dissolve it all, and I'll take the money. I'll see everybody later. <laughs> right? But in a real way, in a spiritual way, imagine you're after Moses. I mean, they revered him so much that the Lord buried him. You know, we're told in scripture that nobody knows where he was buried because the Lord buried him with his own hands. That's a funeral. Right? And now you're the guy after it. So why, what I'm getting to is sometimes the Lord gives us something and then we think we need to make ourselves into something. I need to make myself into the great leader. Right? That's what could have been passing through Joshua's mind. I got to show everybody who I am. I have to prove myself. What did the Lord just say to Joshua here? He says, then the Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. The Lord is going to do it. 
He's going to do the work. Not Joshua. What's Joshua have to do? Follow in obedience. That's all Joshua has to do. The Lord's like, Joshua, just listen to what I say and do it quickly. Right? And the mastermind is working on your behalf. He didn't say, okay, Joshua, listen, when you go in there and I send you in, you got, make sure you walk around with your chest held out so that everybody knows you're a big man. Right? And then when you tell somebody orders, make sure that you make them feel like poo. Right? So that they know that you're the boss and you're in charge, Joshua. And Joshua, the other thing I'm going to tell you is this is just a little side tip. This is like a life hack for you. When you got somebody real low, make sure you kick them down. You know? Life hack. The Lord didn't tell him that. The Lord's like, Joshua, just follow in obedience. Just do what I tell you to do. Don't question. Because I'm good to you. And I'll continue to be good to you. I will establish the work that you do. We're told that in scripture over and over again, right? We know in the Old Testament, in, in uh, the book of Psalms, Psalm 127, it says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. So, so we work really hard at times to get things that it's, it's God who grants. God who grants. You know, sometimes you may think you need to prove yourself. And the Lord's like, you got nothing to prove. I'm with you. Just Rely on me, look to me, be obedient to me, to the Lord, right? Not to me, personally, to the Lord, right? You know, like after um, when the church was given to me almost nine years ago, handed to me, I had this crisis in my mind and in my heart, and I actually went to the United States for a month because I was like, Okay, first thing was I told the Lord I never wanted to be a pastor. I said, Lord, I'll do anything for you except be a pastor. Okay, good? We good? That deal was only on my side. <laughs> the Lord didn't listen to that deal because that was he didn't take that on, right? But there were things in me growing up, you know, in New York and things like that, that I didn't want to be like these guys that I saw up front wearing suits, living a fake life. I didn't want to be that. Right? I didn't want to be the guy that has like this stupendous um, sermon for everybody. And then everybody walks away thinking, what in the world did we just listen to? Right? I don't like that. I don't like that. Because when it comes to me, as, as the hunger I have is to know God's word and know how to apply it to my life so that I can honor the Lord that loved me first, because I want to love him back. So that's why I try to simplify, uh, you know, the scripture. You know, so that when kids leave here, they're like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a story we heard about a guy named um, Ironside, right? He was a pastor that tried to simplify the scripture. And one day, a child left and said, I don't think that guy's very clever. I understood everything he said, <laughs> right? That's that's great. That's great. 
so that you can understand God's word and we can walk away and honor him with our lives. I pray that when you leave here, you're either encouraged, convicted, you've found new information on how to love the Lord, or you've been encouraged to continue in the way that you are, or you've been, you know, something's going on. Not confusion in the sense of like, I don't know what that guy was even talking about. You know, he was using such big Latin words, I didn't know what was going on. Today, I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. So, like I was saying, a lot of times we think we have to do the work of establishing who we are and what we want, what we want people to see us as. And the Lord's like, don't worry about that stuff. Just worry about what I see you as. Because I've said this before, character is what... God knows of us, right? Whether good or bad. Reputation is what people think of us. It's just what people think of us. Reputation can be ripped down in a second, in one headline. Then everybody's like, oh, look at that dirty person, you know? But character is what God knows of us, no matter what the headlines say. No matter what people are gossiping about us. So let's work on character. Let's work on what God sees. So our job is to walk out in obedience with the Lord, just like those those priests, those Levites, right? To walk out in obedience with the Lord, lifting up the Lord in our lives and making sure that we walk with him and God does all the establishing work. We don't have to sit there and think, oh, what am I, what am I becoming in my life? I got to do these things. I got to establish. I got to build my sandcastles because that's all they are. How many of you guys have been to the beach? Ever been to the beach? Not a canal side, a beach. <laughs> beach with actual sand, not dust. <laughs> How many of you guys have tried to build something on the sand or watched somebody build something on the sand. Have you ever, who's ever tried to build a sandcastle? I've tried to build tons of sandcastles, right? And most of the time you build them where like, like the sand is just a bit wet so that it sticks together, right? But if the sand was wet, that means it's gonna get wet again. And then you see those waves come up and start taking away your hard labor. And sometimes it's fun. Sometimes you prepare for it. You know, like me, I know the waves are coming, so I try to dig a huge moat, and then I try to build big walls, and I love seeing them get torn down and the moat filled up and everything. And after a while, it's all gone. There's no evidence that you ever had anything there, right? That is what it's like building without the Lord. Sandcastles. It gets wiped away. But when you build with the Lord, you build with eternal things that will never get wiped away. So it's our job to be obedient to him, to lift him up in our lives, to walk in obedience with him side by side in communion, and to allow him to do the work, to establish the work of our hands, and to be obedient. I mean... Finally, we see that, you know, the true, the true mark of success and something uh, we do, we've done isn't how great we did it, but the question of, was the Lord in it? 
was the Lord with me. Because what's he say? I will establish, establish you in the eyes of the Israelites, and this is how I'm going to do it. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Right? How do you know somebody is a man or a woman of God? Because you see the evidence of God all around them. Right? Whether it's faith, praying, reading God's word, going out in obedience and just doing what the Lord says, even if it doesn't make sense. Because look at the next, look at the next instructions he gives them. He says, uh, all right, give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, what's he say? When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, it's going to be just like the Red Sea. Don't even touch the water. I'm going to just start splitting it up for you guys, and you guys are going to walk out on dry land. You're going to see big things happen right before you. You're not going to even have to trust me. No. What's he say? Take a few steps into the river and stop there. And the priests are like, huh? You want me to go out in that dirty water? You know, it's like the Lord saying, I'm going to split the canal for you guys, but, but the guys leading have to get into the canal, you know, knee deep, and then I'm going to start working. That doesn't sound like a great plan. How about, how about we just build a bridge? You know, like, but sometimes when the Lord, just like when the Lord says to me, hey, you know that person that hates you? Love them in my name. No, I'm not getting my knees wet. <laughs> no, 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 Lord. I don't think you know how this works. Like how it works is you do the work in front of me and I have no pain and no troubles and I just walk through skipping. Right? Isn't that how Christianity works, right? I come to the Lord and all the troubles go away. No, wrong, eh, right? What's the Lord tell us? I will make you more than a conqueror. You have to have conflict to conquer. The Lord promises to us that he will be with us. And I say this verse all the time because it encourages my heart. When the floodwaters come, I will be with you. They will not overtake you. He doesn't say, and when the floodwaters come, don't worry about it. I'm going to boop you up out of there. You ain't going to see no trouble, boy. Right? That's not what he says. He says, when the, when the fires of adversity come, you will walk through it. You will not be burned. Wait, why do I have to walk through it? And the Lord's like, don't worry, I'll walk through it with you, but I want to grow you. I want to grow you in trust. And that's a hard place because we have to keep being obedient. So when he says, hey, you know that person that you don't necessarily like? I want, you, I want you to continue to love them in the Lord. I want you to pray for them. I want you to be kind to them. And I told you, I had this, I had this uh, thing when I was, I was putting an extension on my house. I had this person that worked for me on the house. And it, it wasn't anybody sitting here today. Uh, he actually couldn't make it this morning, but I hated the guy. No, I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. It's not anybody here. It was a guy that came. He was, he, was, um, he was doing some work, some essential work for me. But what I found was the guy didn't listen to me because I was younger than him. Oh, mamma mia. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bro, I pay your paycheck. <laughs> Do what I say. <laughs> 
So then a couple of times he wouldn't listen to me. So I had to send in the big guns. I was like, yo, brother Juan, talk to the man. <laughs> I'm like, this one day I'm arguing with him because the plans show I need a pillar in a certain place. And he keeps telling me, go, go. No, 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 no. Go. I know what I'm doing. Go. I'm like, bro, you don't know what you're doing. I need to stick to these plans. These plans have been okayed by the council. I need to stick to these plans. I'm not having trouble later. The guy would not listen to me. He just kept telling me, go, go, go. Like I'm a cat. <laughs> shoo, shoo. <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? So then I tell Juan to go in there and I, I watch Juan go in there. He's like, yo, listen, you got to build <laughs> a pillar here now. And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> I had trouble with this guy. After a few months of working with him, I was just like, you know what? He said, I think, he told one of our friends, because he actually couldn't speak English, he told our friends who, who was this translator on site to tell me that he thought I was weak. I was a weak man. And I was like, okay, why? And he's like, because you're too kind. You're a fool. And I thought, all right, let me get that baseball bat. <laughs> like, you know, like, it makes you get really upset. So I went to talk to the Lord, and I said, no more. I'm firing this guy, Lord. We are done. This guy can eat dirt for all I care. I don't care, Lord. And you know what? I was reading the word, and you know what the Lord said to me? Do you only do good so that you can be paid back? Or do you do good because I've told you to do good and you know that I pay back? And I was like, you're right, Lord. But I'm still gonna break his kneecaps. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, no, I'm just kidding. And I had, to, I had to be kind to him, even though he thought when I was kind to him, I was a weak man. He considered my meekness for weakness, you know? He thought I was kind, or I was being kind, he thought I was an idiot. He thought I was stupid. And at the end of the project, as we're parting ways, and I'm worshiping the Lord, and I'm like, please go, get off my property. <laughs> I bless you in the name of the Lord. Get out of here, <laughs> please. He sends me a text message. I don't even know how he got my number. <laughs> no. He sends me a text message and he said, thank you. You're the best person I've ever worked for. I just thought, okay, all right. And I don't know where that went. That's in the Lord's hands, right? But I know that the Lord was refining me. Saying, Dave, a lot of times you're with people that when you're kind to them, they're kind back to you, and it's good, right? But how about those people that when you're kind to them and they slap you in the face, and you're like, okay, that's cool. One slap's good, all right? And then they slap you again, and you're like, yo, I wasn't even talking to you, man. <laughs> and then they slap you again. And then we like to use our cliches. Listen, I, I would like to, I, you know, I want to serve the Lord, but I'm not a doormat, Right? Sometimes the Lord asks you, be that doormat, usher them into my presence. And it's a hard place. You got to seek the Lord as you do these things. 
But sometimes adversity comes. It doesn't go away. He gives us the strength to continue on. Even when the orders don't make sense. Even when the Lord's like, hey, you know that person that you've tried to love for years and they do not love you back? Love them in me. Love them in me. Hey, you know that person that makes your life hell? Share heaven with them. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. But the Lord can strengthen you to do it. He can strengthen you to do it. And sometimes we don't do it that well. Sometimes, man, we just... Now, I'm a guy. I speak in very, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a born New Yorker. And sometimes I use, um, what I was like, violent language, right? But it's all for fun. You know, I'm not going out there breaking anybody's kneecaps. I stopped doing that last week. <laughs> no, but I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to paint a picture for you. You know, you may have that family member or whatever that you have a hard time with. You might have a hard time with somebody you're not even related with. You might have a hard time with a coworker. And you're asking the Lord, Lord, how long? And the Lord's like, that's not the question. The question is, are you walking in with me? Are you lifting me up? Are you walking with me? Are you following in obedience? Because I will establish the work. And Joshua went and told the priests what they had to do. We'll get to that next week. I'm not going to go into it this week. And if I was one of those priests, I'd be like, so we walk out into the river, and what's the rest of the plan? Because I like logistics, you know? I like to know how it goes all the way to the end so that we can plan properly. But working with the Lord, I know we have to have a flex schedule, right? A schedule that says, okay, I was wrong about that. Reshape, redo things. Let's keep going, right? And I have to be okay if the Lord only shows me the steps right in front of my feet, right? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, not a spotlight for the miles ahead. So as we walk with the Lord, the Lord gives us instruction and we do it. I find that sometimes if the Lord showed me the miles ahead, I'd either get the wrong idea or I'd cower and run and hide because the Lord is building me to get to that place. He's working on me to continue to lead me. You know, like that saying, where he guides, he provides, right? And I remember when I was taking on this church, I thought to myself, I can't afford to make this church float. I can't do it. I don't have enough money in my bank account to pay everything. And the Lord has done it. The Lord does it. Where he guides, he provides. But you have to know that you're walking with him and that you're lifting him up. Let's pray. Lord, we just love you, Father God. We Thank you for the pictures of who you are and what you've done for us, Jesus. Thank you that you lead us, Lord, that we would be faithful to continue to worship you, to continue to walk with you, and to continue to listen to you, Lord. 
Lord, that we would be uh, like Joshua in this picture, Father God. Lord, that you would empower us through your Holy Spirit to be obedient to you. To make me willing to be willing to do your will. To move forward. Lord, we love you and we want to live this life loving you and worshiping you. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.